Hello, everybody. This is Kenny with Jeff Support Group. And hello, everybody. This is Q with Jeff Support Group. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Q. What's up? Your support group. I was just telling Q how off I feel today. I just feel totally off. Like you ever had that day where you feel like you have a like a total misstep of actions, like whatever you do. It just don't seem to correct itself, and you just want to go back to bed and just say, maybe I can just sleep this day away and just start all over again. Almost like a Groundhog's Day or so. It's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just support me. Welcome to Your Support Group, and welcome to Black History Month on Your Support Group. Now, I'm ecstatic for this whole opportunity just to have a podcast out. This is my first Black History Month, and I get to actually talk about something that I I truly love, that we have a a history. Mm -hmm. Even though they try to suppress it and cut it out, and you find out things later on in life, it's still the fact that we have a history. And it's a lot of things starting to come out more and more. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, all these other uh, search right. engines out here who's actually putting out this information and allowing us to really see and hear some of these stories. Because for the longest time, like I didn't even know about, for example, I didn't even know about the delegation out in Wilmington, North Carolina, that was all black. You know, they was mm-hmm. all black Republicans and they mm-hmm. all had seats up out there. And then the Klan came to town and ran them out and put all the people mm-hmm. that they wanted in the seats. But you didn't notice history until you actually heard about it much later on. Right. That's the that's the thing about Black History Month that makes it so grand. And this month we're going to be doing a lot of that. We're going to be bringing a lot of things to light, um, having a lot of conversations about things that probably are rarely spoke of. So buckle in. Don't forget to subscribe. Look, you got to listen every week because we're going to be talking about this stuff. And we may not even stop after Black History Month. We just may just keep on going after that. That's right. (laughs) Definitely subscribe, rate the show. And if you want to, uh, 99 cents a month. Like I always say, keep a fly off your eye. I definitely (laughs) appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. This week we're focusing on, I thought it would be interesting to talk about Black History, period like how it was introduced to our generation. Because I know for myself, growing up, the only thing I knew about our history was we were taken from Africa. We were slaves because those were purportedly the only jobs that Black people could do. And then eventually, you know, the civil rights movement happened and MLK, well, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was our, you know, go-to person for civil rights movement. and then. Then they started telling us about inventors and athletes. And I was like, okay, so that that's our history. That's it. Right. They surely make it seem that way, don't they? Right. <laughs> and so for the longest time, I was like, well, damn, this is and not that what was taught was an embarrassment or anything to be ashamed of. It was just like, I always felt like there was more. Right. And that's one of the things that we have to make sure that we're 
teaching our children because the history that's taught in schools is not our history. Slavery was the interruption of our history. Our history began on Mother Africa. Right. And there's so much more to us than just we were slaves and then we became free and then we were inventors and athletes. That's all fine and good, but there was so much more to black history than that. You know? Right. And then also, too, some of us didn't come over here as slaves. I think I said this once before during the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people that are from like Louisiana, for example, a lot of black people that are from Louisiana find out that their family didn't come over here as slaves. They might have right. ended up being snatched from where they were and later on became slaves, but they didn't originally come here as slaves. The thing, once you once you start looking at it, like how can black people be in about 80% of the world mm -hmm. and you, you seem to think that they all came up over here via slavery. No, that's a, that's a hard pill for me to swallow because that means that the boats was running way before we ever knew, you know, mm -hmm. to have the ability to really say, you know, well, you got black people here, black people there, how they get there. Mm -hmm. they, they got there via their own boats. So that means what? That black people were intelligent people. Right. They were sailor navigators. They were sailors. They knew how to do all of that. Right, right, right. Actually, it was the, the world's most richest man at the time out of Africa. But his name was Mansa Musa. Mm -hmm. But he was so rich that he went on a, a pilgrimage to Mecca. And on his way, he blew up the GDP for each country that he passed through because he was giving away so much gold. Mm -hmm. That's how rich he was. The story that said that he actually, his, his people was actually the first people to sail ships over to North and South America. And landed in what now is known as uh, Central America, like Mexico and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's where you see the uh, Olamuk statues. Right, and, right, 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 right. Because they have black features. Mm -hmm. And not saying that, you know, Mexicans and Central Americans don't have black features. But it's probably the reason why they have black features is because we probably was trading with them well long before Christopher Columbus came up over here. And decided that an occupied place was something that he discovered. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always wondered how that worked. Like, I'm going to go over to France and just be like, oh, look, I've uh, discovered France. Yeah. This is my. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and the world has had this whole thing, especially in North and South America. I mean, North America, you got the whole manifest destiny thing where they say, oh, okay, God wants us. No. God didn't tell you to come up over here and get these people syphilis and, and rape the women right. and cause strife. And then when you couldn't steal the, I mean, when you couldn't get the land through legal means, when they told you no, then you said, well, okay, here go some blankets to keep you warm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's give right. them smallpox, you know? Right. When you start looking at all these things, you start noticing that some of the history has been, for the lack of a better term, rewritten and whitewashed mm -hmm. because when you when you hear somebody speak of Egypt, it's almost like Egypt doesn't exist in Africa. Right. When you when you speak of the slave rebellions in different countries, I'm talking about in Haiti and Jamaica and even in mm -hmm. the US in Florida. Mm -hmm. When you start talking about them different slave rebellions, you don't you don't talk about the fact that it seemed like they was already there. 
<laughs> you know, you, you can't bring a person over that never been to the country and they navigate and move around the city or, or state or country better than you do. Mm-hmm. That's because it was already there. Right. When you learn about history itself of black and African people, you'll, you'll start to see that a lot of the stuff that you was told as a kid was completely wrong. Like, the, it's just being narrated to you. Right. Well, that's one of the things um, that kind of annoys me. It's like, you don't even, they don't even scratch the surface on our history. And then when you really want to learn about it, you have to go to the library. And for our generation, especially because my mom didn't have a car, I would have to take the bus to the library to look at these books. Or I had to wait till I got to college to take the African studies class to learn more about you know the origins of African people and then learn other stuff like all of the the stuff that I know about black history wasn't taught to me in school all the extra came from my own research you know and that's kind of sad that they don't that we have to have an elective to teach us about our own history especially when black history is very much part of American history because they didn't we built this joint for free. Right, right. It, y'all, y'all just didn't come up over here. We came up over here too. Like, why why is y'all history so prevalent and ours are so minute? You know, it's it's what I call the the oppressor's mentality. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you speak out about it, then they saying, oh, you racist. But if you look up the word racist, black people can't be racist. Right. <laughs> you can be prejudiced, but you can't be racist. Right. And that's the thing. That's the thing people get hung up on. It's like, just because I call out racism or say that this is not correct or your history is a little sketchy, that doesn't mean I'm racist. I'm just pointing out to you facts about your your ancestors and what they did to mine. <laughs> that's not racism. That's just t- speaking a truth. <laughs> right. I mean, you see it all over the country. I mean, you see it all over the U.S. where you have Confederate monuments up, but there's no black monuments up to any black freedom fighters or anything like that besides Martin Luther King. I mean, Malcolm X has a street in Harlem. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's a school named Mega Everts. It's things like that that make Mm -hmm. me say, well, you know, they they might give you a name on something, but they won't put a face to it. Like, you got a whole Confederate monument in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Mm -hmm. On the side of a mountain. Like, it's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I know a bunch of black people go there and visit there and everything. And I will never be the one. That's just dumb. It's just hateful. I mean, do you do you think in Germany, do you think they got Nazi swastikas up everywhere? Like, oh, yeah, remember our history? Mm-hmm. No. Right. But see, that was that was this country's fault because after the Civil War ended, it should have been against the law for them to fly that flag. It should have been against the law for them to erect those monuments. But they did that as a way to kind of throw it in our face. Like, yeah, you might be free or whatnot, but we still going to exercise this hatred over your your people. And I noticed that every other race of people, mostly, not every, because I see the Native Americans, they still do get kind of pooped on, too, is that they take all this consideration for everybody else. But then when it comes to us saying, hey, can y'all not do that? Like, well, that was in the past. And why are you still worried about it? Okay. (laughs) You know, I put it to you like this. Victims of the Holocaust, you know, and their descendants was getting checks. Mm -hmm. Indigenous people, they got casinos and casinos and land. 
It, it took them a mm-hmm. while, but they got that stuff. What did mm-hmm. we get? Did we get our 40 acres in the mule? We got zero. We got pooped on. That's what we got. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, some did get 40 acres in the mule. They just don't tell you that in the history books. Some did. Mm-hmm. But once Lincoln was killed, that was it. Whoever got it before he died, got it. Other than that, that's it. And most of those, most of them people that got that was the ones down there in the coastal areas where the land was like swampy and stuff like that, where, where it was basically inhabitable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when you really look at it, we didn't get nothing. And when we try to bring up something that that's wrong or say, hey, can we get some reparations? They're like, oh, you want reparations and this, that, and the third. And, oh, it's so unfair, you black people. First of all, you say you people around me. I might throw this vape at you and hit you upside. <laughs> <laughs> and it got battery yeah. weight to it too, so it's gonna hurt. But uh <laughs> they just get so upset about, you know, us wanting reparations or even just the most simplest things, like treat us like human beings. Right. It's frustrating. And it, a lot of stuff like we're talking about the whole black delegation up in um, North Carolina, that whole history, I actually learned about that. I want to say a couple of years ago and the actual information is held at a library in Wilmington under lock and key and when you go to ask for it they look at you sideways and they want to know why do you want to look at it because there was a lady that did like a little mini documentary on it because her family was actually part of that whole um, black delegation and she wanted to do a story about it to you know pass down to her children and she went to the library asking for like the articles and you know different information and they were like looking at her like what do you want <laughs> what do you want to look at that for she was like well because you know it's part of my history and I'm doing like a, a story on it and she had it, it took them a, a while to give it to her but they finally gave it to her for her to do the research but that's just how embarrassing it is for them because they don't like for us to know how atrocious they were to our people. I mean, even with Axe Handle Sunday that happened in Jacksonville, I only learned about that last year. And I'm just like, all of this horrible stuff you're learning about, they don't want you to know that stuff because it's embarrassing and they they don't want you to feel like a hatred towards them. But one of the things that um, Louis Farrakhan said, he said, if black people were going to do something, we would have did it long. We're like the most kind, loving, forgiving mm-hmm. people that you Because think about it. If we wanted to, we could have, but that's just not in our nature. No. Like we just, we be, we, we took we're care so of your kids. We took care of like, you. Okay. We cooked your food. Exactly. That tells you something like, like, like you, the only reason why you even enslaved our forefathers was because we were so kind and we lived by rules, which Hey, mm-hmm. your forefathers didn't. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the rule exactly. for us was, and this is how how it was explained to me. The history could be wrong, or what what was explained to me was wrong. But what would happen is in Africa, if you was a warring tribe, you captured their people, right? You captured their men. Their men fought in your army, but those men went back home to their family. Mm-hmm. And so, what I think happened was the first wave of slaves that situation happened and they thought they was going to go back home to their family. Mm-hmm. The second wave, I think that's when the money and the guns come into play. Right. Probably about the third, fourth or fifth wave or whatever happened after that. Them same people that got the guns and the money, guess what? When they couldn't mm-hmm. get no more people for those slave traders, they was on the boats themselves. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you so much. You seem pretty smart. Hey, come here. Um, have a drink with me. Sure. Next thing you know, you you just feel the waves splashing back and forth, and you looking over, and your cousin who know that you've been slave trading looking over at you with his shackles on was like, "Yeah, they got you a little, d- huh?" <laughs> I don't know if you did. You ever watch the um show Book of Negroes when it came out a few years ago? No, because that's kind of a like a similar situation. He was the one that was a black guy. African and he was leading the, the the Europeans to the the different tribes in the, the 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 country wherever they were snatching people up. When they came back the second go go round, they were like, "Oh, we need more." And then they looked at him and they was like, "You know, basically get your behind on this boat too because we need more people." And he wound up becoming a slave when he was sitting there leading those Europeans to his own people in that yeah. that doggone country. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean that that same thing happens now in America. You got mm-hmm. black people leading black people into the darkness, and then they wonder what why why that happened to them. It's mm-hmm. because you 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 can't do dirt and expect to get heaven. You do dirt, you get dirt. That's that. Mm-hmm. Another show. Um, since you brought that one up, another show that I wonder have you watched is uh, American Gods. Mm-hmm. It's an episode there when they're on the slave boat. And I forgot his name. I think his name is Orlando Jones. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Mr. Nancy. In African folklore, is a spider. But yeah, Mr. Nan- he plays Mr. Nancy. And basically, he explains to them what's going to happen to them on that slave ship once they get off that slave ship and that they should rebel and they should fight. You definitely got to check it out. It's American Gods. And I think they probably got the snippet probably on YouTube somewhere. You know, you can normally find those little snippets of shows like that. But yeah, that was a very powerful, very powerful episode. You know, they ended up taking him up off of the show, like a couple, like the next season, the next season he was cut from the show. I don't know why, but he, yeah, it was a very powerful black role. I think it was a disagreement in between what, what he was actually going to say and what they wanted him to say. You know how it is. Like the gods of Egypt, all the white people that was in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you know how it works. They don't want you to say certain things because, you know. Let's go over history. Before we came along, mm-hmm. you didn't have fried chicken. Right. <laughs> you know, before yeah. we came along, matter of fact, all your meat was bland. Before right. we came along, you thought gelatin was pig fat. Mm-hmm. Before we came along, y'all didn't have chitlins. Y'all didn't have pig feet. Y'all still had raisins in your potato salad before we came along. <laughs> they still, well, they're still doing that to this day. <laughs> you know, before we came along. So, I mean, you 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 passed by collard greens all day. We snatched them about the ground, cooked them, and then you ate them. And it was the best thing you ever had. And then mm-hmm. you got mad at us because these collard greens didn't taste like collard greens. But we told you these was mustard greens. Right. <laughs> we told you this. We gave you the peanut butter. Don't front. And mm-hmm. some of you do it all the time. But we gave you the red lights, the stop lights, the stop. And you still act like you ain't got no sense. Mm-hmm. We gave you the baby stroller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we are beyond our inventions. We mm-hmm. are more than just our inventions. I mean, it was one point in life where you told us that black quarterbacks can't exist because we're not smart enough. Right. Now you got somebody like Lamar Jackson running up and down and smoking your homeboys. And, and you think it's the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and we got who else? Russell Wilson and 
you know. I won't mention guys, the, I won't mention the other one because he got a pending case, but okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got Cam and Newton. I mean, don't don't forget about Cam. Even though they tried yep. to diminish him because of his attitude at one point in time, and he should have known that was coming, but he's still going to go down in history. I mean, he he owns records. I mean, right. you got Michael Vick. Right. Randall Cunningham. I mean, he was the original running quarter running quarterback. Right. <laughs> Warren Moon. Yeah. I mean, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. R.I.P. Steve McNair. Yeah, exactly. Listen. And I, and I tell people this all the time. You think if anybody else in this world would have been messing around with some dogs, you think they would have mm-hmm. got treated the way Michael Vick did? The dogs yeah. got treated better than Michael Vick did. Hmm. I'm not a dog hater. I'm a dog lover. But that's a human being versus a dog. Well, yeah. when, it, when it comes to famous black people, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's oh, yeah. guilty until proven innocent while in public opinion jury. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I hate to bust up the podcast for this, but I'm just sitting here looking at this score and I'm like, oh my God, can you believe the Bengals just won? No, I do. But anyway. (laughs) I do. I can believe. Matter of fact, I picked them on my uh, sheet. But yeah. So that's one of the things that I I try to, to teach my kids is like, there's more to it than what you're learning in school. They're not going to teach you critical race theory because that makes a certain group of people feel badly. And really, and it makes them nervous. It it, it does. It makes them think that we're about to just do like if if we wanted to do that, we would have did that a long time ago already. Nobody's like we're not that kind of. We just want you to teach the truth and stop lying. (laughs) Yeah. Like my man standing on Tullabo. Why you always lying? Okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, come on. Like, just just teach these kids the truth. Um, Make black history a normal part of the curriculum because it's not like I had to tell one lady. I said, it's weird when I go to uh, Books a Million, there's this very small limited section on African-American history books. But then you got all of these thousands of books about American history. And she was like, well, you're in America. And I said, I understand that. I said, but black history is very much a part of American history. It should not be separate. It should just be taught like a normal history class. Because, Did she really like say I that? Said, she need to not be in the bookstore because she has no book smarts. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, but it's like that everywhere. It's just not a bookstore. I mean, you go to Walmart. How many hair products you going to find for black people in Walmart? About five. <laughs> you have this wide range of products for everybody's hairstyle. And then you get to the black section and it's just like three shelves. And then half of the time they either have the shampoo but no conditioner. They'll have the the oil, but not the, the leave-in. And it's like, come on, can I get all the products here at one time, please? Yeah, like, my wife literally has to go to, like, uh, a beauty store. And it has to be, like, mm-hmm. in the hood in order to find the things that, because we can't go to the big box stores. Because it's not it's non-existent. And don't even get me started about Target. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can forget about it. Yeah. Can't find that stuff in Target. So, I mean, it's it's just not books. It's just not history. It's everything, you know. And I I really want to address a lot of this stuff this month. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely going to have a conversation about that. And I I do want to have a conversation about 
inventors because I, I feel like it's a lot of people that don't know that the reason and this is just an example the reason why you got frozen food in your refrigerator is because of us mm-hmm. mr bird I, I give mr bird's eye his props <laughs> he did his thing on his portion but how did the mm-hmm. food get from where he froze it to your your refrigerator mm-hmm. so definitely want to address uh some of the inventors as well mm-hmm. and also too want to talk about music mm-hmm. yeah. i want to talk about music as well uh how a lot of the music that was back in like the 50s and 60s was actually sung by black people but then stolen by white people and made famous oh yeah the lady who uh wrote the song for elvis hound he dog took it and never right yeah and Mm-hmm. Hound Dog was really a woman's empowerment song. Mm-hmm. How did it become a man song? Exactly. Never know. Right. So we had a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot of stuff like that happened. It's a long conversation, and when you when you talk about music, you talk about the fact that it's it's still happening. It's still happening mm-hmm. to a degree because I mean you got to think about publishing and and ownership of the music once the song is out there. So. I mean, it's going to be a topic about uh, music. And I'm telling y'all, y'all need to tune in weekly because this is Black History Month. And you know your boy is going to go in. And Q (laughs) is going to go in. And we are going to go in. And yeah, you're going to love us. (laughs) So yeah, Q, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. We signing out. Thank you for tuning in. And like I said, subscribe, rate, tune in every week. Look, we even got a Facebook page now. Check out the Facebook page. You can leave comments. Go ahead and like that that as well. And I also have in our bio for the Instagram where you can check out both our pages um, on Instagram, me and Q's pages. And because Q has her own items that she likes to sell. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the ladies out there buy, buy Q shirts. Buy Q shirts. Support support your team that supports you. Buy a book. Do that. Yeah, because I'm I'm working on a book now too. But my book is not like Q's book. My book is like some space cadet fiction. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a gangster appeal to it. And when I All when right. I put it out there, so I'm working on it. But once I put it out there, it's gonna pop. Okay, it's gonna pop. I might might have to shoot me a movie. Might have to raise me some funds. There you go. Go fund me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or either go fund the, the, the pole and become a stripper. But uh <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in. Have a good week. If nobody told you today, I love you, man. Talk to you then. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Kenneth. And this is your support group. Thanks for tuning in.